Live from the I-10 corridor, it's the Dave Nemo Show. And good morning again, everyone. You know, um, every morning in our first hour of the program, we go forward into the past with Claire Marie on the timeline. And you know what? We're going to do that with Tim Ashoff here in just a moment. Tim is the, as you know by now, is the uh, president at Creek Carrier. He's the president and COO. And uh, we've made it to the halfway point of 2019, and neither one of us can believe that, and I know you can't either. Uh, but the second half of the year is officially underway. And uh, figured it might be a pretty good time to talk with Tim about the year so far. And uh, when you, you can't go ahead until you can look back and you base uh, where you're going a lot on where you've been. It's not necessarily going to be a continuation, but you have to have some perspective and a few uh, target points. And we're going to target a few of those points this morning with Tim Ashoff as we look back at the year so far and see what we can expect for the rest of 2019 on this edition of Trucking Trends. Well, the halftime show is over. Third quarter is beginning. Tim Ashoff is with us on the program to take a look back and uh, kind of a, a peek forward to uh, the next year to see uh, the next half of the year to um, see where we are and where we've been and where we might be going. And well, that's a big uh, that's a big load to carry. Tim, good morning. Good morning. It is, and, and but as we talked uh, in the break, there as fast as the year gone has gone, um, maybe this will this will go fast as well. But who knows? Yeah, you know, so many things have happened. Uh, we've had so many uh, uh, movements forward, and then reversals on some things, uh, some promises of things that have not happened, uh, some threats of things that have happened. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to sort some of that out that's why i'm asking you to do it because i sure can't but uh let's kind of jump right in here um because you do look back and and it is important you can't know where you're going unless you know where you've been i mean that's an old adage uh gps notwithstanding um what were some of the highlights for trucking overall in the first half of the year is that a laundry list or is that a short list well, I, I think it's a, a list of some different things. Uh, you know, as as we were kind of, uh, as you say, we got to look back first. As we were in 2018, uh, looking into 2019, you know, we knew that 2018 was, uh, you know, a record year for trucking and that those things don't happen year after year. So we were looking for uh, a much more, call it normal year. But as we moved into January and February, you know, seasonally, those are typically slower months. And, and we actually saw those uh, continue to be strong. Um, and then actually saw some, you know, some decline come kind of in that March, April, May time period where typically the spring merchandise uh, uh, gets going and it gets better. So when we were kind of expecting a, a normal year there, we had some outside factors kind of influence that. And, you know, what we found is uh, the, the trade war going on with China um, kind of helped the December, January, February time frame 
uh, be a little bit busier than than what would happen in a normal year because of uh, you know there were some impending March uh, tariffs that were going into place. So we saw a lot of inventory moves get pulled forward uh, to beat those tariffs, which you know then that kind of looked like oh that'll be that'll be good for us because then we'll hit the uh, you know, the spring push and then that'll continue strong. But uh, then Mother Nature came into into play there and we had such a cold and wet uh, uh, spring there. And in fact, in most places it went through May that we didn't really see that that spring push materialize. Uh, but the good thing is, is we finally got to June, uh, and June did get uh, back to much more normal. And in fact, uh, we actually saw our, our June miles, at least uh, on our reefer side, the, the Schaefer side in particular, were actually better than, than last year. And on the, on the dry van side, uh, we were really pretty close to our miles within less than a percent different than last year. So it's it's sort of been this, uh, what we thought was going to be a normal year, which I, I don't know if I should ever say that because I don't know what normal really is in trucking, uh, really had some ups and downs be, because of some outside influences this first half of the year. Well, you know, and, and we've talked about this before, but it's almost impossible. Weather has always been part and parcel of our existence. I mean, we, we have our seasons and we can expect of seasonal changes of weather and seasonal operational uh, 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 shifts and and accommodations for weather. Because, you know, I-70 is going to be closed sometimes. I-80 up in Wyoming is going to be closed and all of that. But you don't think that I-29 is going to be closed for months twice in one season, you, you know, uh, and, and so what I'm getting at is that even though weather has always been part and parcel of forecasting and uh, operational shifts, it's becoming like a dominant factor more than ever before. And I, I don't think that's ever going to change. So um, in, in, in terms of looking back at what we've seen weather-wise, notwithstanding everything else, um, do, are you guys shifting uh, modus operandi a bit in terms of going back to the drawing board and, and really kind of trying to factor in the wildest of wild cards? Because weather is a wild card to begin with, but now it's kind of going uh, you know, it's on steroids. It is, and we've really had to look at it in, in two different ways. Is one of them is how do we operationally respond quicker on a, on a day-to-day basis? Because certainly, you know, the weather is volatile and, and can change day-to-day. And then even the, the day-to-day, as you mentioned, can turn into longer-term impacts with the I-29 closing. So how do we respond operationally to help our drivers through that on a day-to-day basis? But then probably bigger than that is how do we ensure that if what we thought was going to be some normal seasonal patterns, uh, so say, for example, um, you know, in the spring, we end up hauling, uh, you know, a lot of mulch and, and some plants and some other things out of the southeast up to the Midwest because, you know, it's warmer in the southeast earlier, so they, they get that stuff going, and, and then we have it up in the Midwest for, for the home improvement stores to have out for all of us to buy. Well, Well, this year, uh, a lot of that stuff didn't move. The, the first batch went out to the stores, but it, it never sold because it was too cold. And uh, we were talking to some of our, our customers down there, and they they essentially lost the whole season because uh, it got too late in many areas uh, for some of the planting and other things to, to happen. So we were looking at our, uh, at our business then going, okay, how to ensure we have a diverse enough customer base that if some of these seasonal trends don't happen because of weather, uh, we have other customers that help us fill in. So uh, there, there's kind of a short term, how do we respond quickly? And then longer term, what does this mean for our business over the years? I, I would imagine that given the, um, well, you know, the, the computer technology, the forecasting abilities that modeling can do, 
Uh, that has got to be somewhat of a saving grace because if you had to do this with a slide rule and a map and a Crayola, so to speak, like you had to do even 30 years ago, heck, 20 years ago, um, you can't react fast enough to weather that is acting so fast that you have to react on a day, as you say, a daily it's a daily thing now. Uh, so, uh, how how much has uh, our, our the, you know uh, IT and uh, uh, telematic technology helped to kind of make that a little bit easier? You know, it's really helped us uh, to try to get ahead of things from an operational standpoint and, and react quickly. Um, you know, we are coming into the hurricane season. Dare I mention that? Uh, I probably really? I hadn't heard about now, but... that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, so one of the things that, that we have is, is we do have a program that uh, we work with our own with our own operating software and look at a, a, a more of a, I'll call it a, a weather, they call it a weather risk management system where we are able to uh, look at forecasts even for hurricanes and saying, hey, what routes are predicted to be impacted? Uh, then it can take and say, here over the next three or four days, here are all the loads that you're going to have running through that route. And uh, we then proactively get with our customers now and say, hey, you, you know, it looks like in two or three days, if these predictions are correct, um, you know, your loads aren't going to make it through. Um, do we want to do something differently, you know, go an alternative route around where the storm-impacted area may be? Do we want to pull some loads forward to get them moving quicker and get them out in front of the storm and things? So, um, you know, that, that weather prediction is still not perfect. You know, Mother Nature still reminds us that she's in control, but certainly better than in the past uh, in helping us get out in front of, um, you, know, you know, the weather and, and be reactive, be proactive versus just purely reactive. Yeah, and boy, you're you're right about that. Hurricanes are kind of well, I won't say easy, but in all uh, in in all of the different uh, weather systems that come about, hurricanes are a little bit easier because you have up to a week or even longer uh, in terms of forecasting. Now you don't know if it's going to make that last minute shift, which pretty much always happens too. But uh, you, they model up pretty well that. You know, when you can count up 30, 35, 40 tornado warnings in the course of uh, an 18-hour period, that's pretty scary stuff, and it's happening faster than you can keep up. So um, I guess the um, I guess the next uh, – do you guys – and this is not – I, I don't know this, and maybe I should. Do you guys have a meteorologist on staff there? You know, we, we actually don't. Um, you know, we do have, we've talked with our, our drivers on a number of, of occurrence instances and, you know, talked about that and, and you know, what what tools and information do they want to need. And, you know, so many of them are finding that, you know, they really are relying on um, local information, particularly mm -hmm. with respect to tornadoes and otherwise, you know, those local spotters uh, out there, you know, tuning into the local uh, radio as, as you're on. Uh, and then, you know, getting local information, they, they, they tell us, uh, you know, and we're, we're a Midwestern-based company. We're kind of used to being in Tornado Alley here is that mm -hmm. how do you find that best information? And, and really, you know, that changes so quickly, as you mentioned, uh, unlike a hurricane where you get a little bit more of a forewarning and have a have a route forecasted, um, you know, th these these tornadoes, these wall clouds, these storms, they really want local information on that. So uh, we, we really encourage them and try to give them access to that as those storms occur. You know, one of the, we're going to move on away from weather here. I didn't want to really get uh, get us off track that far. But um, in terms of hurricanes, 
uh, along the mid-Atlantic and certainly the Gulf Coast, you not only have the storms coming in and uh, routing that you have to adjust, but you also have contraflow, which can really just stop everything coming south um, or coming uh, east uh, into you know the mid-Atlantic states. So there's another factor get, that gets thrown in, and uh, then you're just staging like uh, you know, 800 miles away in some cases. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've uh, unfortunately got uh, pretty good at that and, and coordinating that with our, our customers and, and not only our customers, but also our fuel suppliers, because mm -hmm. as, as you mentioned on the contraflow, it's, uh, it's also you still want to get some supplies in there as much as you can before the storm. But as you know, um, when everyone's pulling out of the area, um, the, there's a lot of demand for fuel and otherwise. And then for the safety of their own personnel, some of the fuel stops are shutting down. So, yes, as we see a big you know, hurricane coming to a part of a, a, a country, we have a big coordinated effort between our customers, our drivers, and our suppliers, which, um, you know, really helps. Although, again, you know, Mother Nature always reminds us she's in control, so sometimes the best laid plans, we still have to adapt and, and change. Um, but we certainly have gotten better at that over the years. Yeah, as Eisenhower would have said, plans are useless, planning is essential. Uh, we're moving <laughs> deeper right. into, yeah, we're moving deeper into the summer months, of course. Um, what do you expect to see regarding freight? You know, I, I really do uh, think now that we'll get into much what what I call a much more normal um, year. I do think we're getting into that seasonal pattern with freight. As I mentioned, our June was was really strong, which uh, is is typical. Uh, we have now seen you know the the Fourth of July push come and go, and and now believe it or not, back to school freight is moving. And uh, we've been talking with a lot of our customers, and and they're expecting a strong season. And we're seeing that freight move. And, you know, as we talk to businesses out there, primarily our customers, you know, they're, they're not really seeing a, a slowdown uh, coming. Uh, you know, the consumer demand is still strong. The economy still is to be, be strong. But they don't expect, you know, the, the significant growth uh, and significant demand of last year. So, again, I'm, I do think this, this year will be a much more normal year. We will see. Uh, the seasonal cycles, you know, like I mentioned, now it's back to school, and then we're going to go into, uh, you know, Halloween on the on the temp control side. We got a lot of ca that Halloween candy moving, uh, and then you're going to see, you know, the holiday season come with the baking goods, and then the certainly gifts and otherwise. So, um, you, you know, we're we're cautiously optimistic that it's going to be, um, you know, a, a strong year, but it's going to be one that is, uh, you know, last year was that sort of. Um, you know, blowtorch of demand. It just kept coming at you hot and heavy. Uh, this year, I think it will be more of that. Hey, we have to uh, we have to work. We have to do our part, our, our sales team, our ops team. We have to go through the cycles, you know, adjust from customer to customer as their seasonality hits and make sure, you know, we, we have the right freight in the right places and, and keep, the, keep our drivers moving uh, each and every day. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, going back, uh, not to so much the beginning of this year, but going back to last year, 2018, uh, 18 was a uh, highly competitive year among carriers seeking to hire more drivers. We talked about that on more than one, one occasion uh, throughout uh, last year. Uh, has that changed uh, in 2019 so far? I mean, we're six months in. Um, or uh, And if it has, how has that changed? I think that you know the driver pay arena has become more normal this year as well. Where um, you know carriers like us, we're looking at you know what's the market out there for us to be able to you know improve our rates with our our customers and you know what's that supply and demand feature out there, basic economics, and and it's become much more level um, where there's much more even supply and demand. 
and certainly then that impacts down to uh, to driver pay. Um, you know, we'd, we'd done some really big driver pay increases last year, had one at the end of the year to kind of pull us into this year. Uh, and so now it's more specific to business area of the country. Where is that supply and demand? For example, you know, we do have some dedicated fleets that um, have high demand, and, and we've increased driver pay on those fleets. Uh, on some other fleets, you know, they've stayed – you know, more um, flat towards, you know, since the beginning of the year. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing in the overall marketplace is that uh, it really is depending on the type of fleet that you're on, where you're at, and that will kind of dictate, you know, what the demand for for those drivers are and and what your pay will do. Uh, So, you know, the the key then is, of course, there's two elements to pay always is is that rate per mile, but then it's also, you know, getting the drivers the miles. And and that's the one thing that I think we've been, you know, strong on, as I mentioned, and ensuring we're we're keeping, you know, last year, as I mentioned, it was a great year. Uh, drivers were getting uh, all the miles they they could run, and so this year we have to make sure we're continuing to work hard to do that and continue the success we had in June. I really want to uh, change gears here real quick, Tim. I, I want to mention that uh, yesterday was the kickoff for this year's Band Together campaign for the St. Christopher Fund, and of course the folks at TA Petro uh, have really, well, they originated the whole thing, and, and they keep it going other uh, truck stop chains have started to take part in that, uh, and it's uh, it's open for all. But uh, it started yesterday, and uh, Shannon Courier with St. Christopher is going to be uh, taking a truck ride for about a week with uh, one of the Creek Carrier guys, uh, Craig Daniels, uh, uh, Ten Rings. So uh, thank you for that, and uh, I know it's going to be a great experience for everybody. Yes, we're so proud of of Craig. You know, he came to us, a big supporter of the of the St. Christopher Fund, and and said, you know, hey, I'd really like to be uh, a part of this as an individual and have Crete be a part of it to to help get the word out, to help raise some additional funds for those, you know, truckers that are in need out there. And certainly, we were happy when he he did that and came forward, and we were happy to to provide him and and work with him on the right schedule to get him from uh, you know TA to TA, and and then certainly also be a, a financial supporter of of the fund because we do know it's been so helpful. Um, you know, we know we've had some of our drivers that uh, have gone through health issues that the fund has helped out, but also know that there are, you know, thousands of other drivers out there that you just never, you never, as we talked at the beginning here, you know, things certainly change a lot in, in trucking and in life and, and you never know what's going to happen in life. So to have that St. Christopher's fund to be there to help drivers that have that unfortunate health instance is, is a great thing. Indeed. So again, thanks to Craig. Thanks to you, Tim. I know you were personally involved in that. And it's going to be a, a great tour for uh, the St. Christopher Fund, Shannon Courier. And uh, just one more quick thing, looking forward to seeing you guys again at GATS. Hey, GATS is next month. Yeah, it's amazing. It's going to be August already. And it's always a great time to get down there. And as we've talked in the past, I just really love being out on the floor and, and seeing uh, all the drivers out there. It's a great way to get uh, input from them on what's going on in the industry and how we as a company can help uh, continue to improve their lives. So I look forward to being down there and certainly look forward to seeing you as well. Same here, Tim. As always, we'll, we'll talk before then. So, uh, oh, and happy Independence Day to you, your family, and everybody there at Crete Schaefer Hunt. Same to you, and, and certainly thanks to all those drivers that have served out there to, to help us uh, retain the freedoms we've had for over a couple hundred years now and, and appreciate everything you do, and have a safe and happy Independence Day. Tim Ashoff, everybody, President COO of Creek Carrier, and, of course, that's Trucking Trends.